0: I wouldn't even mind starting with a deck of yeah for hour number two, Albie. We are live from the fountains of the Bellagio, where we have been the entire week. Program brought to you by Wendy's with Wendy's Breakfast, two for three dollar biggie bundles. You can choose the pair you want. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. All right, so we continue. We are... On the Strip. I'm not on Radio Row, but we're on the Strip. And look at that. You see Chalk. You see me. You see the Bellagio. It is a gorgeous day. Cool, crisp, beautiful day in Vegas. And this is our number two. If you missed hour number one, I know some of the listeners and viewers tune in at the top of hour number two. Let me quickly reset what's going on. We just had Jordan Love. Hope you saw that. Jordan Love showed up great. Exactly the way you'd expect a class guy like that to show up, he did. Speaking of which, we are efforting right now C.J. Stroud. We have not found him yet. He is somewhere on Radio Row. As soon as we find him, we will get him on the air as well. Because I have not found him yet, let me again let you know that this is our last day on the CBS Sports Network. After seven years as a simulcast, the TV portion, the video portion of this is going to move to the X platform shortly. I don't have a launch date yet. But it's going to happen shortly. So this is, in fact, if you watch this show, if you sample the content on CBS Sports Network, you know there's a number of ways to get the program. But if you happen to watch the show, this is our last day on the network. It's a day of celebration. I feel great. We've had a really good run, and I'm really proud of it. But I want you to know that. If you want to share any thoughts, if you want to hit me up, like I've got an open window right now, 1-800-636-8686. If you're hearing this and you're confused... The radio show does not change. The radio show is going to be where it's always been. Come next Monday, we will not be on CBS Sports Network, but we will be on the radio. And then not that far down the road, we will reemerge and stream the radio show on the X platform. So that's how that sets up. Amber in Portland writes, Romy, congrats on your retirement. Signed, The Clones. Just kidding. Congrats on an incredible run on CBS Sports Network. Looking forward to watching you on the X. Only good things ahead. Sean Crawford, quote, is chalk going to bring out a portable basketball hoop so you can cut down the nets and have Alvi playing one shining moment in the background. War Rome interviewing famous local Vegas resident Oge as he goes out on CBS Sports Network with a bang. Oh we're not doing one shining moment that's not my thing that's the ncaa tournament thing that's not my thing also me interviewing oge and walking off on that thing also not my thing neither one of those things are going to happen at MockModa, rome you sound hyped It would be epic at the shows if you took your shirt off and you went hashtag legend and belly flopped six pack abs into the Bellagio fountain or just get somebody to get on all fours behind chalk and push him in. What am I? A circus animal? I'm not doing that. I already climbed the sphere. Is that not enough? I already scaled the sphere this week. Is that not good enough for you, clones? Never enough for you, people. Sports honk is in. Hey, Rome. Glad at Big Head Bets was not on site in Vegas because he'd probably get pissed by people always asking him why isn't this sphere working. #Hashtag Damn, it's even bigger in person. #Hashtag Flight Deck. Jamie Green Bay is in gonna be a hard few days for that thirsty lady clone that wanted to see skin on the tv broadcast thanks for the seven years of laugh look forward to seeing you on the x some
1: skin sir
0: chalk reminds me that is melissa in west virginia melissa in west virginia called this program once and said come on sir can't you take it down do, a button like nice blue shirts
2: you wear like a button or two for us i mean we love sports but we want to see some skin jim you're a handsome guy. You've been in the business a long time. You know your stuff. Your assistants back there are awesome also, but, you know, some skin, sir.
0: Melissa, this is CBS Sports Network, not Pornhub. Some skin, sir. Take that down, a button or two. Maybe and on not the today. X, though. Not today. Not today. It's like 44 degrees right now. Jim, my favorite prop bet is James Kelly butchering the English language. Ed in S.A. Here's another guy. I think a lot of people are wondering the same thing. Will you still be on terrestrial radio? Walter from Buffalo. Ah, Walt, my guy. Anyway, uh, I'm not upset. I know it's confusing. It shouldn't be confusing. Yes. Yes. For the... I appreciate you, dude. I know you want to find me. For the 10th time, nothing changes on radio. Nothing changes on radio. The radio show is going to be exactly the same, but better. But the radio show is going to be in the same place where you always find the radio show. We have 200-plus terrestrial stations. We're also on satellite radio. The radio show is not changing. When I come back on Monday, if you turn the CBS Sports Network on, you will not see me. If you turn on the radio station or you go to whatever app you listen to the radio show on, I will be there. I promise. On Monday. So, Walt, my guy. I am still on terrestrial radio. I am still on satellite radio. None of that is changing. None of that is changing. But if you're still having trouble with it and you need us to help you with it and you want to ask a question, go ahead and hit me up. Hey, listen, why don't you call right now? This is the perfect time to call the program because we are wide open. 1-800-636-8686. In case you missed our number one, we had a big head bet segment. Both James Kelly and I are rolling with the Chiefs. Plus two. and. For me, that's not so unusual. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I'm just not. I'm not. They're, they're a different team now than they were during the regular season. I admit, during the regular season, I didn't think that they were what we were accustomed to seeing. I didn't think Pat had that much help. None of the receivers could hold on to the ball. Travis Kelsey looked kind of faded. He looked like he was not the same guy. But this is not the same team now that they were in the regular season. And, oh, yes, Patrick Mahomes playing with a real chip on his shoulder. I saw that the 49ers hotel had somebody trigger the fire alarm early in the morning and they were all pissed off about that. They didn't have to evacuate, but they did wake up a little bit earlier than they wanted to. And I saw Christian McCaffrey say something to the effect of, I know that's not an accident. And it's, quote, just more wood on the fire. You got to love that. Yeah, I mean, even the most elite athletes will get any edge they can from anything they can, including somebody triggering a fire alarm. It's like, it's like the oldest thing in the book. He goes, it's just more wood on the fire. Hey, Albie, by the way, as long as you're firing drops and doing things, as I'm efforting C.J. Stroud... Why don't you give me a little taste? Because this is our last week on CBS Sports Network and it's been one of my favorite weeks ever. Why don't you give me a taste? And normally we do it at the end of the program, but why don't you give me a taste of the week that was? And keep in mind if we find CJ, you gotta drop that thing. But for those who missed this week or part of the week, how did it sound, Alvy? I'll tell you what, Alvin, more than ever before, I need that deck of yeah. What's cracking? I am Jim Rohn. That is the Monday deck of yeah because we are coming to you live from Las Vegas. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, oh, how bitchin' is that? We are live from the fountains of the Bellagio. We are right on the strip. Yeah! Salmon Wilcox. You're outside of the Bellagio where they have the great, beautiful fountain. They're playing great Italian opera music. Doesn't get any better than this. Bill put a suit on and sat across from Terry though. <laughs> no, no offense to Terry he, did he cut the sleeves off the suit? <laughs> he might have. Tracy in Phoenix, be my reporter on location. What's it like on the strip right now, Trace? Well, Jim, it's a little bit wet. I'm so grateful they put a roof over your head. Mike Golick Jr., Dodger Jano, my wife. Quote, I love this guy's energy. <laughs> so you got there we the go. Dodger Jano. Let's support. go. Lincoln, what's it like in L.A. right now? It's very uh, un-L.A. like. Let's put it that way right now. Whatever this atmospheric uh, river is. You face Nick Bosa. Uh, all I did was hold too. I'll say that. So, guess what?
2: I got paid for 16 years, Nick, to hold. Okay? We're we're basically just glorified
0: bouncers. We're not supposed to let you in the door. This will be our final week on CBS Sports Network. The radio program does not change, but then after this week. All right, we interrupt the week that was, as I knew we would, because I found my guy. We are joined right now by the quarterback of the Houston Texans. He is also your offensive rookie of the year. He had an enormous season 4,100 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, only five INTs this year. He is just the fifth rookie in history to pass for 4,000 yards in a season. He set the NFL record for most passing yards in a game with 470 as a rookie. He led Houston to a divisional title. He appears courtesy of C4 Energy. C.J. Stroud joins me from Radio Row. C.J., my dude, I want to say this. You and I sat together one year ago this time, and I'm pretty sure you made a much greater impression on me than I made on you, because Honestly, I talked about that interview the entire year as you blew up. And I guarantee you didn't think about me once. But what's up, my dude? That's a long way of saying what's up, my dude? It's great to have you back. How are you?
3: I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the kind words, bro.
0: I appreciate it too, dude. You won the Offensive Rookie of the Year Award last night, CJ. No surprise there. But what did that moment mean to you? How did that feel?
3: No, it meant a lot. A lot of hard work was put in. Not only about me, but my teammates and uh, a lot of people on my team, just to help me get to that moment. And you know, it's always special to to get a award like that. And um, I think the finalists uh, with Jameer, Bijan, and Puka, you know, they were just as um, deserving as I was. So. You know, it was just a blessing to take the honor home.
0: C.J. Stroud joining me right now. I would imagine, dude, I know you a little bit. You'd mention every single one of your teammates if you could, but I want to ask you about a couple. What about your guy, Will Anderson Jr.? He was named the Defensive Rookie of the Year. How hyped were you for him? And what's it been like going on this journey with him since you guys were taken back-to-back in the draft?
3: You know, it's it's been um, a great journey. Um, It's been with... Been with Will since all the way back in April you know, when we got drafted. And, you know, it's really helpful when you can go through something like the draft process to rookie mini camp to OTAs to training camp um, with the guy that was picked right behind you. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. He works super hard. Um, he's a
0: great friend. And, you know, he's a hell of a player. He is a hell of a player. A great guy, too. C.J. Stroud joining us. I want to ask you something. D'Amico Ryan's waited a little bit before he named you the starter. He wanted to see how you would respond to competing for the position. He said a key moment was when he realized that the older players wanted to follow you, and that's when he knew that you were coming into the league, that you would be the guy. You'd be fine. I'm curious, dude. What was it like for you to lead grown men who have families and jobs on the line? What was your approach to leading those guys?
3: Yeah, it was honestly just be myself. Like, I know I can't really relate to those guys with wives and kids and things like that, but, you know, I can just be myself and be a natural leader, and um, that's what I think I've, I've been since I've been a child. So, um, and, the, and the guys bought into that, and I just wanted to build trust. You know, I think the first step of leadership is building trust, and I try to do that by just hanging out with guys, talking, and being cool with everybody in the locker room, and you know just really enjoying our time together because we're always together and you might as well get to like each other because uh, we'll be with each other for a long long time so it was really cool to be named the captain as well and um, hopefully get to do it
0: next year it's a great honor cj Stroud joining us the texans you know this they won a total of 11 games in the three seasons before you arrived you led the team to 10 regular season wins and another in the playoffs how were you able i know you'll tell me i didn't do it by myself but how were you able to turn this thing around as quickly as you did
3: um, I really just think uh, the work that was put in, the, you know, and the main thing was probably just trust, you know, trusting my teammates, trusting my coaches, them trusting in me. And, you know, we got the job done. Uh, we came in every week uh, trying to just execute at a high level. And, you know, we knew that would take us home to to get wins. And uh, around December and uh, January is when you want to stack those wins. And we
0: got to do that. CJ, a couple of really quick things before I let you go. Before the Super Bowl last year, you told me you used to get Venmo DMs from Ohio State fans with messages like, quote, play better, dude. I mean, I still can't believe that that was actually a thing. Have you gotten any more Venmo DMs from them? And are they saying things now like, we're sorry, we were wrong, we were morons, you're a legend, hell, even we're proud of you? Any more DMs from those folks?
3: Yeah, you know, I've got a couple of DMs like that, uh, a couple messages from people just apologizing, you know. But good, you know, it is what it is. You know, it made me a, a boy to a man. So, um, you know, and it's the na- it's the nature of the game that I play and what I signed up for. And I still got a lot of love for Buckeye fans, and it's just not those few fans that you know spread a little hate at times. You know, it's a lot of fans that show a lot of love. So, you know, I love Ohio State. I love being a Buckeye, and everything that was uh, that I learned back back in school. You know, I, I take
0: it and use it today. You're all class dude you're working with c4 energy today lay that out for me what are you doing with those folks
3: yes i've been working with c4 for a long time now all the way since college and um it's really helped me uh maximize my potential as an athlete um i use their uh energy drinks all the way to the protein all the way to the pre-workout and um, it's nsf uh certified and um, it really does help me um get up and have some energy even when uh, I may may not so um it's a great product and I and I enjoy working with them and it has uh, been amazing.
0: Good for you, dude. You had an amazing I got it year. Right here. This
3: my favorite uh my favorite um flavor right here from cool, so you know. <laughs>
0: I like it, dude. I like it. Listen, you had an amazing <laughs> year. I appreciate I you. It off. I appreciate you and I getting a chance to chop it up. The Texans, this is a huge, huge Texans house, and I've got a feeling it's going to be like that for a long, long time. CJ, great to have you back, man. Have a great week, and we'll do it again soon. Thank you, man. Good seeing you again. Yes, sir, CJ Stroud. It's true. He made such an amazing impression upon me last year. Like, watching him in college, you knew what he was about. But when he sat down on the row last year, you see why guys love him so much, man. He just has so much it and so much charisma and so much presence that it was one of those interviews that I circled back to time and time again throughout the year. Like, you heard me reset it. He made that kind of an impression. So it was good to have him back. Jamie in Green Bay writes, rumor has it Terrence just found you on CBS Sports Network. Terrible timing. <laughs> That's good. I wish I had more time. I'd explain why that's good and why that's funny. But I need a short timeout. When we come back, Sean Payton, the head coach of the Broncos, is going to join us. So one quick question. Why is Old Trapper beef jerky so amazing? Why don't we start with the fact that it's a family-run business, a family business which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough. It's because they use just the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices, to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper always delivers quality in every single bite. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Check them all out. They come in four-ounce bags. If you already know which one you like best, then grab the 18-ounce bag. If you're out looking for it and you don't see it, be sure to ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Oh, Trapper, what's your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. What an awesome day rolling right through Friday. This is our final day on CBS Sports Network. Having a great time with it. The sun is out. All the stars are out. We just had CJ Stroud. We had Jordan Love. And right now. Outside the fountains of the Bellagio, we are joined by the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He is a Super Bowl winning head coach. He was the NFL head coach of the year in 2006. He has nine seasons of ten wins or more. He has seven divisional titles. He is a member of the Eastern Illinois Hall of Fame. He is appearing today courtesy of Zebra Technologies. He is Sean Payton. He's going to sit down right now. Sean, my man. Great seeing you. Great, Great to see down. you. Dude, I'm proud to say, sit down, man. Take a load off. You and I have been doing this during Super Bowl week for years. Our history even goes back to when you were an assistant coach at San Diego State. You know I'm going to reset that. When you could actually pick up the show on the radio. So we go way back. Dude, 690. I you. 690. 690.
1: It was 19. I'm going I'm to say it was 1988. I was a graduate assistant there. 89. And then I came back. I was lucky enough to be Marshall Falk's running back coach. In 1992. God, dude, how dominant was he in college? Huh? He was unbelievable. He was incredible. <laughs> how
0: dominant was he in college? Every single week at State, man, he was amazing. He had remember 300 like yards
1: like it was nothing. Uh-huh.
0: I, I'll never forget when I think about Marshall Falk. I remember when they went up against Miami. I remember Gino Toretta being on the shoulders of his teammates. And I remember one of the live mics on TV caught him saying, take me to Falk, take me
1: to Falk, take me to Falk. If, if you remember that year, um, it really started off the whole season. Marshall was the front runner for the Heisman. Um, then he had a meniscus injury to his knee, missed the last couple of weeks. And the last game of the season, Miami was playing at San Diego state, Jack Murphy stadium. And it was billed kind of as the, uh, the game to figure out who the Heisman trophy winner was. And unfortunately for Marshall, he wasn't healthy enough to play in that game. Um, and we all thought he thought that lead was so insurmountable. And, uh, and then Toretta won the Heisman. And that was, it took him a while. That was difficult because I, I think. I think everyone felt like he was the best player in college football.
0: Well, I don't, there's no doubt that. You're, that's what it felt like. Be like You're right. Every single week, that guy would hit the ground, and you'd think he's going to run for 200 yards, 250 yards. Sean, before we talk about your season, I want you to throw your analyst hat on one more time for me. Sunday's game features Andy Reid, somebody you're close with. Kyle Shanahan, like you, a great, great play caller. These guys are in that elite group of play callers. So what do you notice when you watch their
1: offenses play? I, I think this look they have a, they do a great job not only with the opening scripts, but they can sequence plays well and and so typically speaking, really really good offenses um, oftentimes will convert a new first down on first and second down. And so we look at CFL numbers when, when you when you're in the CFL you got to get a first down on first or second down you punt on third down. So typically speaking if if you look at the end of the season at your better offenses, they all have real good CFL numbers. They're, they're converting first downs on first and second downs. So, number one, both of these offenses are real good with their first and second down efficiency. So the game might end, and normally you'd say, yeah, oh, we get to 14 third downs. It's, it's not unusual for an offense that's uh, really talented to have seven or eight third downs. And then secondly, um, you know, both of them are committed to running the ball a little bit differently but committed to running the ball. And Pacheco, you're seeing more of a gun run system that, that uh, you know, that, that suits what they do. And then certainly with Kyle, they're under center and they're stretching the ball. with So a little bit more gap scheme when you're looking at Kansas City, a little bit more zone scheme. But the thing I would say that I think is important in this game, and, and I've talked about it earlier this morning, you have one team that's playing hot, I think, and that's Kansas City. I mean, they, they have a home win to start the playoffs against Miami. We've seen this every year, all right? We've seen a hungry team travel and win. Buffalo, travel and win. Baltimore. And here they are at this game. And then another team that really hadn't played as well as many no. of us expected. And I think defensively the 49ers are going to have to play better than they have the last two playoff games. And that's just the truth, and I think Kyle would say the same thing. Um, whereas Kansas City and Spags, those guys have got one of the better defenses uh, in football, and, and you're seeing that week in and week out. I mean, they're tough in the secondary. They get pressure up front. They can test your passing game. So you have a hot team coming into this game and then another team that, that needs to get hot quick.
0: Sean Payton joining us. I really appreciate that breakdown. That was great. I got to pick my spots because we don't have a ton of time together. I want to ask you about this season. I mean, Sean, you are one of the most competitive guys I know. It's a results-oriented business. You don't want to lose. But how much of this year was about you building and establishing the culture you want in Denver?
1: Well, I mean, a lot of it is, and, and it's a you know, it's a we thing. You know, it's the staff, it's the team, it's the organization, and I think one of the one of the bigger challenges is when you start off one and five, and obviously, you know. a Uh, like a horrific loss to Miami, but you're one in five. Um, You know, when you bring in a new message and have early success, that's easy. (laughs) Don't buy in. Yeah, but when you bring in a new message and, man, you're not having that immediate success, it becomes more challenging. And, and, you know, we we looked a little bit at Detroit the year prior where they were one in six. They They had a tough stretch there. But their takeaways numbers weren't that good. They were turning the ball over, and they flipped that script. They went 8-2 and two that year. And if you recall, they finished 9-8, and eight, a game short of the playoffs. They oh, were yeah. eliminated right before they beat Green Bay. And, and I remember, look, the one thing you need in our league, you have to have hope each week when you play. And I'm pointing out those numbers, and fortunately for us, our script flipped the same way. We started taking the ball away. You know, we had some big wins. We obviously had a chance to beat Kansas City at home, then went on the road to beat Buffalo. And that's what gave us a chance. Uh, and so before you learn how to win some of these tight games, you have to learn how not to lose games. Hmm. And um, and so there's still, there's still ah, that uneasy feeling that there's so much left on the table relative to the year we had. Um, what happens when you do push back in a season like that and you, you get your head back up? above water, the energy to, to continue. You, when you dig yourself in a hole in this league, it's hard. So this offseason is going to be important for us, draft, free agency, uh, the questions around Russell, obviously, what we're doing at quarterback. All of those things are going to be vital to our success, not only in 24, but our success really in the next three or four years. Sean Payton joining us, breaking, his debt, breaking it down. So, Sean, what are you doing at quarterback? What's
0: going to happen with Russ? Can you see him starting for you next year?
1: That's a possibility. We said it after the year, and I, there are a lot of skeptics that are like, oh, you're, you're crazy. You didn't play the last two weeks, and, and I understand that. We needed a spark offensively. We, we weren't scoring. Um, here's what i know all right there's already been all these reports relative to the draft we don't start looking at the college players the coaches till monday Mm. all right so i couldn't tell you the jersey number of some of these top quarterbacks that i that i know are going to get drafted early in this draft so monday begins the the college we call it the front board meetings in the meantime we're looking at free agency we're looking at the the players that are going to be available on other other teams but This puzzle, if you will, with the board flipped and flipped back upside down and you factor in salary cap, how much money, where your draft picks, the spots that we consider musts, like musts, quarterbacks a must, all right, and and that's to include is Russell a part of that or not. And as soon as we know those answers, then he'll know it and and we'll move forward. But there would be no other reason why for us to hold off on a decision like that until we gather the information on this draft class. In other words, the train tells us there's six quarterbacks, and, well, who says? Who says? Right. In other words, you and I both know there, exactly. might, there might be one. Right. So Who knows who says? Who, who says, and, and I don't believe them.
0: Okay, uh, fair. <laughs> Completely fair. So let me ask you this, then. We don't know who. We don't know which. But you know what you're looking for in a quarterback. Absolutely.
1: What are you looking for in a quarterback? I think it's important that they're quick processors. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, And this was a strength of Drew's. It's a strength of Mahomes. Um, During any given play in seven seconds, he's going to point out the mic ID. He's going to send the receiver in motion. He's going to alert the back here for a check down. And he's going to alert Kelsey. It's cover zero. Like, he's a guy that gets in the car. And I'm the opposite now, right? I've got this new car. No, I'm dead serious, No, No, I know where you're going with this. That's why I'm laughing. I've got this new car, right? And I know how to turn the radio on. I get to my auto, 72 degrees, whatever that is, and I drive. All right, I never have it in and these guys will you heat you don't go through your driving progression No, these guys will your heat driving tree they'll heat heat the back seats if you need it they'll just, <laughs> they get to the 50 buttons that are available. Heat warmers, seat warmers. I have no idea where my seat warmer is, but I know I have one. Right. These guys got to be able to operate quickly in six or seven sec. It's the hardest thing for us to evaluate.
0: Well, you know why, Sean? Because you made them read the manual, but you didn't read your own manual. That's no, why. I, I, that's exactly That's right. what it is, dude. I mean, dude, you, dude you're all I'm up the in worst. somebody's business if they don't know that manual front to back.
1: I, but then listen, you don't read it yourself. Come my, on, man. Listen, my wife gets so mad. I hate reading directions. <laughs> I don't care if, like, this thing arrives. Dude, and do, what for us? <laughs> Said to you, man. I hate reading playbooks. Is that why you put a wristband on him, man? No, the wristbands are on everyone. I mean, okay. the wristband. Listen, the wristbands are on Brady for all these years. Right. Here's why. If I give you a play and I said, "Hey, Green right slot Z motion twenty two Z and Y go," all right, <laughs> and then you, well, what if I change that play? Then, then how how would that grab you? Yeah, that wouldn't be real good. Yeah, I didn't all think. Right. I didn't think. But there's four seconds that I'm saving if I just said, "Hey, give me twenty two, Jim." Yeah. Right. I don't have to hear my – and so we're trying to get to the line, especially when we have these kill plays or packages or menus. Uh, You know, we've got a menu, Bahamas menu, where we got four – I want the quarterback to be at the line with 12 seconds. And so –
0: Processing quickly. Yeah.
1: You want them to process that's,
0: quickly. That's fast. I see you working. All right. You are. Man, I appreciate you so much, John. I could do this all day long. You're representing Zebra Technologies today. Man, you better nail that. No, you it's better nail Listen,
1: you know the deal. Ten years at Zebra, it's next gen. This came to our league, really, for production reasons. When we see Tyreek Hill run 22 miles an hour, it's because he's got a chip in his shoulder pad. And, right. and here's the chip I got in my pocket right now. So they put these chips in the shoulder pads. Um, hey, Sean, what's your max speed?
0: It's they, not they, good
1: now. It, listen. I mean, double digits, right? I ran a half marathon in Las Vegas right down this street. Did you? Yeah. Okay. A half marathon, Mandalay Bay, Old Town Vegas. It finished at the Bellagio. And for whatever reason, we had planned to go to train that night, like we were just running a little treadmill workout. <laughs> I had ice on my knees. But these things help us track just information. Uh, it's the same thing. It's the barcodes. We go to Target. We swipe something. That's the same company. And... Uh, this is 10 years they've been with the league. I've been with them for seven. And it's now in the footballs. It's now, I mean, it's everywhere. And, and look, we all see kind of the direction it's heading relative to officiating. Um, we're wanting exactness. But my reason initially was just practice and player soft tissue injury. You know, how long have they been on the field? How fast are they going? Do we have to be alert? It's one thing to say, hey, we had a long practice. but What does that really mean? Right. Receivers, for instance, six and a half miles of practice. Normally, Brandon Cooks was at eight and a half, and and I'm like Brandon, how are you? Two miles, and then you start evaluating what he's doing, and you're like, all right, we got to be smart here. So it's just a way to track player data. But we see it with next gen stats, all of that stuff that's reported. They're in 21 personnel, 11. The receiver lines up in the slot because we got the marker here. That's what it is.
0: Embrace technology, man. It's there. You'd be foolish not to use it. 100%. Sean, appreciate you so much. Not only did you come back on the show, you made it here to the set. Appreciate that you and I go way back to the early days. Way and back. The, yeah, and Dude, you're always accessible, man. You never forgot it. So I really appreciate hey, you. Hey, appreciate you. You are the best, Good Sean. Good Jim. Good to see you. Sean you. Sean Payton, one of my favorites always. You're not going to get a better breakdown of the game either than that. He is the head coach of the Broncos, longtime friend of the program, and made it a point to come to our physical set. That means the world to me. All right, we'll take a short time out right now when we come back. More from Vegas. Remember, this is actually the last day that we're going to air on CBS Sports Network. We'll take a little bit of time off. The show will reemerge and stream on the X platform. The radio show does not change. Wherever you hear this show on radio, terrestrial, satellite, whatever app you use, it does not change. All right, we'll take a break. Here is the very latest on this Friday. Here is Rich Ackerman. Live from Las Vegas, site of Super Bowl 58, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. My thanks to Sean Payton. He was absolutely awesome. We're broadcasting live from outside the fountains of the Bellagio. Also... Want to remind you if you like using debit over credit, don't you think it's time you also get rewarded? You now can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everybody with cash back on everyday purchases, no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com/slash cashback debit, Discover Bank member FDIC. All right, we roll right on. We are joined right now by a defensive end for the Houston Texans. He just wrapped up his rookie season. He was selected with the third overall pick by the Texans out of Alabama. He won a 2020 Natty with Crimson Tide. He was a two-time Nagurski Trophy winner as the nation's top college defensive player. He had 45 tackles. He had 10 for a loss. He had seven sacks this year. He was named to the Pro Bowl this season. And on top of all that, he won the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year award last night. Of course, I'm talking about Will Anderson Jr., big dude. Quite a season, quite a night. Dude, how you doing? How you living? I'm,
2: living great, man. I'm just super blessed to be here, man. It's just a uh... Awesome experience,
0: man. I'm just taking it all in, dude. You got to, man. I'm so happy to see you. It's a lot, though, right? It's a lot. How do you slow this thing down and make sure that you're intentional and you enjoy every minute? Because there is a lot going on, man. I'm just enjoying everything, enjoying every interview, enjoying Whoa. every
2: relationship, enjoying dude, every dude. Never change, man. To. I hope you're
0: always like that. I love that. <laughs> he just said, "I'm enjoying every interview, man." Never change. That is great. That is great. Finish that thought, though. You're enjoying every interview, everything. What else? Just. Everybody I get to talk to and, you know, come in contact with and, you know, just you know, just to keep a smile on my face and make somebody's day, man. It's just... It's beautiful. Dude, you're the best. I love that. So your GM, Nick Casario, came on my podcast yesterday. I consider him a really close friend. Your teammate, CJ Stroud, came on earlier in the hour. So this is a huge Texans house. I love (laughs) you guys. I love the team. Since you and CJ are always going to be linked together, I asked him about you. Since you're going to always be linked together because of where you were taken in the draft, what's your relationship like with him, and how would you describe the impact he's had on the whole team?
2: Yeah, man, our relationship is great, man. Just to have a brother like that, man, he's just... He's an unbelievable guy. Like, the football is the football, but his personality, who he is every day from the moment he gets to the building till he leaves, it's the same guy all the time. And just getting to work with him, build that relationship with him, build that bond with him, man. Um, the way he commands the locker room, the way he just put this team on his back
0: and he led us so many games, man, and won us so many games, it's been fantastic to be a part of. Will Anderson Jr. joining me. I'm sure he would say the same thing about you in terms of energy and consistency and being the same way every single day. I want you to be real with me. Dude, you're really up, upbeat, you're very happy, but when you were drafted by the Saxons, you had to realize they won three games the year before. Yep. Were you bracing for any kind of adversity, any kind of tough times, or coming from Alabama, did you only know winning and did you just assume this is the way it's going to be this is the way it always always is
2: that's the only thing you know is winning like going into it but it
0: was just like once they dropped
2: the CJ it was like okay we got a quarterback that was the best thing about it like we had got a quarterback and then just me being there too it was like an even better situation so but like once I got to be around coach D'Amico and be around the guys in the locker room like that I said like watching the games last year there wasn't a lot of tight games they just didn't have that structure, that foundation that we have this year to pull out those games, and I think that's what we had this year. We had a structure. We had foundation. We had the right type of guys in the locker room to win games and to do Better than they did the year before. Right, so
0: how much of that is D'Amico? When I talked to Nick, he also said the thing about D'Amico that he likes best is, man, he's authentic. He's yeah. authentic, he's mm-hmm. real, he's like that every single day. So when you talk about they finally had some structure, how much of that is about the head coach?
2: Yeah, all of it. All of it. Like that's I think that's one thing you have to have coming into like a new program and being the head coach. Like, you have to have some type of foundation. Like when things go wrong, what are we leaning on? Like what is what is one thing we're gonna do? And Swarm, that was his baby, like. If all things go fail, everything goes. The one thing we're going to do is Swarm, man. It just, it get me juiced up talking about it right now because that's all I know. Okay,
0: can you, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> for those who don't quite follow that, what do you mean by that? Like, what does Swarm represent?
2: Man, Swarm is just a, like, just all 11 guys get into the ball, man. Like, that Swarm mentality, like, bro, like, everybody's attacking, everybody's going, like, nonstop from the
0: first quarter to the last quarter for however long it takes, we're getting the job done. Will Anderson Jr. is joining us right now. You know, I'm curious. You had two great, great defensive-minded coaches, two totally different dudes now, right? Yeah. Nick Saban and D'Amico Ryans. So we know this. They're different guys. Yeah. But how are they similar? The competitive
2: edge that they have. Like, they never want to lose. They bring that same passion every day. Like, that's why it was so easy because it's like, oh, like, oh, this, this is normal. Like, this is what I'm used to. I like this. like, bro, like, he's the same, like on edge guy. And preparation is really big with both of those guys. Like, how we prepare for practice, practice is always going to be harder than the game. It's how you play, right? Yep. How you
0: practice, it's how you play.
2: Yep, 100. Is it, is practice tougher than the game? Is that the way it's set up? Yes, 100. It's still the same. The intensity, like, I think that's why it was so easy for us rooks, because the intensity of practice made it so much easier going to the game where we can just let loose, be free, and go play our best ball.
0: Will Anderson Jr. joining me on the set right outside the Bellagio. Dude, I gotta ask you something. So Nick Saban joins the cast of ESPN's College Game Day. I'm into it. It, man i hope i hope my man and you know him better i hope he turns it loose i hope he lets it rip but let me ask you something if he's always telling the media man stop feeding my team rat poison stop feeding my team rat poison dude if he is now the media is he not the rat poison himself now ah
2: are you okay 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 i see what you did there i see what you did
0: there i,
2: I see what you did i like it i like it i like it uh-huh. He is the rat poison now that You're I think about it. Because he's gonna go with Bama every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? That's the funniest thing of all. If he's gonna go with Bama every time, that's the exact thing that he was always pushing back so hard on, man. The rat poison. Bro. My man, my man is a giant ball of rat poison now. Bro, he doesn't he probably doesn't even know what he signed himself for for. <laughs> I think he probably does, man. That's that's really funny to me. All right, so really quickly, turning to the Super Bowl, you know what it takes to get to the quarterback, man. Yeah. You set a Texans record for sacks by a rookie. How much was that said? How much respect do you have for Chris Jones and how disruptive that dude is? Man, like it's it's a pleasure getting to see a lot of guys on tape as we get
2: prepare for different opponents. And he's always a guy that flashes on tape, man. I mean, they have him on the edge. They have him inside. He does everything. Like, he's a jack-of-all-trades, man, and he's just going to be, like, a a big factor in this game, man, like, if you don't stop him, he can wreck a game plan, man. And you know, I wish him all the best, man. He's a phenomenal player, phenomenal guy, man. And I know he's going to have a great game.
0: All right. So, what about the Niners? They've got some ballers on that side as sure. well, led by Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. How do you mm-hmm. see the matchup of their front seven yeah. against Patrick Mahomes?
2: Yeah, I think they're going to do a great job. You know, I think they have a, what it takes to go out there and dominate the line of scrimmage and go get home and get to the quarterback. Like I said, I think they've been playing together for like four or five years, so they're locked in. They have that chemistry. They know what it takes. They've been there before. They remember that feeling. and I think they're going to go out and. all
0: right so you've got some downtime right now before otas roll around what are you gonna do man i mean are you right back at it right now are you kind of resting recovering how are you approaching this downtime which you earned man i'm just resting and recovering right now it was a long season
2: like this is the first time like my body's actually had a break you know in college you got spring football summer football all that classes so man right now i'm just resting my body and really just getting the treatment and everything that i need to really like get the little nagging things and stuff to go away.
0: I mean, it's kind of tired and it's kind of played, but I'll ask, that rookie wall, is that a real thing? Is it a real thing, and did you hit it? I don't think so. I don't
2: think it's a real thing. I think, you know, for me, like... I was just so eager to keep learning and keep growing and just seeing the improvement from the first game to the last game. And that's what kept me going. I had great vets that just taught me so much that I was just so appreciative of it and was like, bro, I'm going to keep going. Like, I'm not hitting the wall. Like, I'm starting to take strides in this.
0: And if you see progress, mm-hmm. you're motivated, right? You uh-huh. want to keep working. You want to keep winning. working. And you're winning. <laughs> and you're winning. All right, so there's no such thing as a rookie wall. You didn't see it. How about that welcome to the NFL moment? Did you have one of those?
2: Yes. I, I ain't going to lie. It. it was probably – the, my real walking to the NFL moment was probably when we played the Browns and I got chipped and I like, uh, he had chipped me and I like did a whole like front flip, and I couldn't even celebrate my teammates because like I was trying to deal with my ankle, and it had hurt so bad and I was like, okay, yeah, this is what Dude, you need were, to be aware were you
0: pissed or were you like, hey man, uh, this is how it is? I was just laughing at it, bro, because I was just like. This really just happened to you on national television. <laughs> that stuff didn't happen to me, man. <laughs> just, did, you, did you really think in that moment, yo? Everybody just saw what happened to me I, on national television. I Is that what goes through your mind? Literally, that's the. Oh, well, I was rolling on the ground.
2: I was like, "Bro, no way! I just did a flip <laughs> on national television, bro."
0: You were the absolute best, <laughs> dude. So, break it down really quickly. What about a prediction? What do you think this thing's going to come down to on Sunday? Who do you like? Yeah, I'm going 49ers. I got 24-17. I think
2: it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a really heavily defensive game. Both t- both teams are going to play great defense,
0: but I think um, 49ers are going to pull it out. Do you, do you think, I mean, we know the Chiefs are playing great defense. Do yeah. They are playing great defense. The yeah. 49ers have not been playing great defense. Do you think they will Sunday?
2: Yeah, most definitely. It's Like I said, they remember that feeling from the last time they played them. And I think they're going to be locked in to get
0: the job done all right my man i appreciate the energy so much dude it's really, it's you. great talking to you man you, you're picking me up i love the energy you make things better and i really appreciate you making time will to come on the set and do what you just did man appreciate thank you big dude thank you i appreciate you for having me yes sir let's do it again next year let's do it i'm doing whether you want to or not we're doing it dude <laughs> okay it. i'll right. be here will anderson jr that is so great that is so much fun that was absolutely awesome All right. Telephone number is toll free, 1-800-636-8686. I'll tell you where we're at, man. We're flying right through it. I can't believe this. I've done this show as a simulcast. Appreciate you, big dude. Great job. It's so fun, man. He is so great. So we've done this. Can I mention again, I don't play favorites. I don't pay. They pay me not to play favorites. That big dude right there is one of my favorite guys ever. He is so good. I'll tell you what I can't believe. And no, there's not going to be one shining moment. Luther is not going to roll up in here. I'm not going to dust up, but I'm filled with gratitude. Man, seven years on CBS Sports Network as a simulcast. It's been a great run. I've done a lot of things, and I've had a lot of great opportunities. I've had shows that start, shows that go away. I've done this before, but I just want to say at this point in my life, in my career, I'm still fired up. I still have a lot that I want to get done, but I want to respect the moment. We've had a great, great run. One more hour. One more hour on CBS Sports Network. We're coming right back. Hit me up. Telephone number is 1-800-636-8686. And some great guests ahead. Do not go anywhere.